0: You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, summer campers. Welcome to the Summer Camp Podcast. As I record this, we are just two short weeks away from the big weekend. So much coming down the pipeline from the folks who put this all together. The schedules are out, and a bit earlier this year, so everyone can bellyache over their favorite bands overlapping. Some hard choices have to be made, people. And one way to manage that is the Summer Camp app, which you can find in the Apple Store or on Google Play. I think the app is especially good for advanced planning. I do prefer a paper schedule at the fest, and those have always been available at the general store in the past. But the app has a lot of bells and whistles, including alerts that might be preferable to y'all. Just bring a charging brick or two. Oh, hey, and they just released the VIP lounge schedule in the app as well. Uh, Mummies are going to be in there. Willie Waldman with Al, Jim, and Vinny from Mo. Uh, Everyone Orchestra is going to be in there. Leftover Salmon, Yonder, Kitchen Dwellers, String Dusters, Squatch. Chicago Farmer, and this band who I ran into just the other night at the Oliver Wood Show in Evanston. Hey, summer campers. I'm here at Oliver Wood in space, if that makes sense to you. I ran into some people. I spotted some scampers. Here you go. This is Janice and Adam from Family Group Company, and you're listening to the worst podcast ever. God damn it, Janice. I can't wait to boo Janice off the VIP stage. Aye, kid. Love you, Janice. Back to news. So, hey, if four days is too much for you, the fine folks at camp just released the two-day ticket option. You can purchase a ticket for just Saturday and Sunday and join in the fun. I was pleased to hear that Jake Siniger will be back with his Umphreys McGee companions. Unfortunately, we won't see Chuck from Mo, but I know everyone is wishing him a speedy recovery from his health issues. I also want to take a quick moment to welcome our newest camp counselors. The ABC crew, Andrew, Bryce, and Kat will be welcomed into our group this year. I can tell you from their content submissions for the counselor application process that they are all cool people with uh, a lot to offer the program. So keep an eye out for the content from those counselor noobs, although they are all scamp veterans, of course. But getting back to the schedule, how about that late night set of Andy Frasco closing out the fest on the campfire stage at 2 a.m. on Monday morning? Man, usually at that time I'm preparing myself to return to the real world, but I might just have to save up some energy for that. Also, a Saturday late night show with Sun Stereo, that looks good. And of course, for us old-timers, the Little Feet and Smashing Pumpkins one-two punch on Sunday. But, just before that, make sure you check out our guest today on the Illumination Stage, which I'm guessing will be even bigger and better than last year. Today, I have two of the members of the Lowdown Brass Band. Now, if you haven't heard these guys, you should check them out. I might have gone overboard with cutting in clips in this interview, but I really wanted y'all to get a flavor for their music if you weren't familiar plus these guys are cool as shit here is billa camp and shane jonas from the lowdown brass band hello summer campers i am here with two of the members of the Low Down Brass Band. We have Shane Jonas and Bill Camp. How are you guys?
1: Great, hey, thanks for having us.
0: This will be interesting. I don't normally have uh, multiple people on at once, so uh, I'll try to navigate through this. Sure. Um, first question I always ask everyone on the podcast and Billa, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, the first question I always ask is what was your first concert growing up? And, and by that, I mean first, Big concert that had an impact on you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was born in New York in Harlem, matter of fact. And um, every summer they used to have a thing called Harlem Week. They still have it. But um, and they, they used to have the concert on my block. Like the, they'd have a whole block party on 139th in between Linux and 5th. And that's really the first time I remember seeing a big concert. That that's literally my first memory of like people being on stage and hearing music and being like, oh, wow. You know, and we would wait for it every year. And, you know, back in the day, all the big acts that you can remember from the 90s, early 2000s, they would always be there. And like it was the stage was literally kind of right in front of my building. So all I had to do was go outside and the party was right there. So that's pretty much like the first big concert that I can remember going to. Was there a particular band? I, man I got someone in. Man, I was so young, and I, like I was saying, it was the, they would basically bring all the guys that were popular on the radio back then. So, like, like, I mean, you can anybody you can imagine was pretty much there. I was just so young that, like, you, I couldn't necessarily tell you who was performing that day. You know what I mean? It was just it was put on by the radio station. It was Harlem Week; all of Harlem was there. So, you name a person from the the nineties that was popular back then, and I'm sure they were there. You know?
0: Yeah. So Shane, what, what, what about you? What was your first big, big show?
1: Oh, man, uh, it's kind of hard because uh, my family were all church musicians. So it was probably like some big church concert um, as a young kid. But I would say like the first like mega concert I ever saw is completely opposite for Billy. You know, Billy said he grew up in New York while well, I grew up in a small town in Texas. So like my first mega concert experience was Garth Brooks at Texas Stadium. <laughs> what year was that do you know i was probably like 11 years old so it was probably like right around like 1990 1991 right in there when he was like huge
3: that's yeah, super guy. i'll tell you what
1: man he was it was a crazy experience like he was like you know flying on wires and he had like you know pyrotechnics and stuff on the stage and for me i had never seen anything like that
3: I showed up in boots And ruined your black tie. The last one to know The last one to show I was the last one You thought you'd see there And I saw surprise and the fear In his eyes When I took his glass of champagne And I toasted you he said, honey, we may be through But you'll never hear me complain I got friends in long blanks Is where the whiskey
0: I think at that at that time in my life I was uh I was anti-pop country I was very anti-pop country so George Brooks was like (laughs) no way
1: that might have been like in coincided with my first date too like I you know I had like a like a another 11 year old girl and her like aunt was like three roads down like kind of watching us kind of (laughs) like wanting to give us space you know
0: (laughs) cool uh well, and uh, I, I should I should probably tell the fans too that I I've met you guys both before. Um, uh, Shane and I uh, actually met because our kids were in the same daycare. So, um, and and Billy, you and I have talked. Uh, I I think the last conversation, like long conversation we had, uh, was at, at a party at Maggie's when right before you were going to cut your hair. Ha, yeah. And and we were talking about what that's like, because that's something I've done many times over.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I had my dreads for 20 years, pretty much exactly, almost to the day. I I, kind of waited around year 14, 13. I kind of got anxious and wanted to cut it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make it 20 years. And then I got to the 20 year mark. And I was like, yo, I I just kind of got to let this go. Just because it it, I mean, it was down to my knees. And I just kind of was ready for a new start new change and wanted to like you know start the rest of my life anew with a new hairdo and kind of just restart myself and it was it was hard at first I, I can't even lie I still have the video on my phone of me cutting my hair which is I watch I watch, I watch it every now and then and i I look at the look on my face and i I'm just kind of terrified you know what <laughs> I mean because it, it it was my identity you know so and people knew me forever with that hair and when i cut it it was like not only was i affected but the people around me was affected the like the amount of comments i got on facebook when i cut it and like there was so many comments that i didn't even respond to them and i just kind of let it go because i was i was too emotional about it so i just kind of left all those comments there and then i seen people and they'd be like you never responded to my comment i was like yo that was personal it was too it was too emotional so i just kind of left them there but Long or short, it was definitely a dramatic experience, but I'm glad I did it because oh. it was it was a lot of a lot of history wrapped up in that. So I got to start anew without it.
0: Man, you and I could do a whole podcast <laughs> on this topic because yes. for the last twenty-five years, I go about three years and then I chop it all off. Right. And I mean, so I have so many experiences that <laughs> I want to relate to. And I, I don't want to get totally on a tangent about hair, but yeah. I, I, I will it's say this. Absolutely. that absolutely <laughs>
2: when,
0: when you do that, you open yourself up to like, when you have that kind of drastic change with your hair, you open yourself up to comments and people do not hesitate to, and I mean, you know, that's your choice. If you're going to do, if I'm going to do that, I open myself up to it, but man, people are sometimes kind of
2: brutal. Like, Oh, you look so much better. Yeah. Well, and then sometimes <laughs> people are people, sometimes people are so emotionally attached to your hair more than you are. Yeah, that identity
0: that like, and that's kind of part of why I've done it. And I know this is totally going off the rails now, but that's part of why I've done it is because I am not one identity. I am both. And so it's fun to keep making people question, question that that's been a a fun study in, in humans for me.
2: Agree, agree.
0: Uh all right, Shane. Uh sorry, we've got on that whole tangent, but uh and I oh, you yeah. had you had long hair, Shane, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I've I've grown my hair long for years and years and years and just recently in the last like four or five years started cutting it pretty short. But yeah, kind of like you, I would go several years and then I'd cut it. And it was always a great social experiment, you know, how people oh, would treat me differently.
0: <laughs> it absolutely is a great social experiment that I'm continuing. And every time I think it's the last time too, because, well, now I'm getting gray hair, but. <laughs> so how does a guy from New York and a guy from Austin, Texas, come to be in a band that seemingly wants to represent Chicago? So, I mean, you guys have, I mean, all of your videos, and and there's so many Chicago references in your music, and it's in the description on your website. Um, I guess a couple questions there, how, how, you know, how'd you guys both end up in Chicago? And, um, and, the, and then I'd like to talk about what you think it means, what Chicago music means to you.
2: Go ahead. B. Well, the way I ended up here is my parents moved here when I was about 11. So I grew up the first 11 years of my life in Harlem. And then we moved to the South side of Chicago, We moved to Beverly. And then I've pretty much been here ever since, but when I got a little older, I moved downtown and I would just, and I just kind of made myself a part of the hip hop scene. And I mean, we I met a guy named Lance Loiselle and he had a band, Trio Logic, and I joined that band.
3: city by my own admission in the shower city with gifts like royalties a crown jewel. the shine the king since around the northern road it's the midwest dense and anonymous no south no west is one black set up old 70s through trucks to michigan nav a spin the to to late nights, lakeshore while you up and in curve the city lights down blind you why you swerve call that home Mr. Whitney
2: that's kind of how I linked up with Shane. I don't want to go too far down the story, but that's pretty much how I got to the point where I would meet Shane, you know what I mean? And I, I'll let him take it from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I moved to Chicago when I was about 22 years old. Um, it was my first big city experience. You know, I've been here now for 20 years. Um, uh, I, same thing, I first started meeting Billa kind of through Lance. Um, you know, Lance, uh, Billa wasn't in the brass band when we first started. It was kind of a different thing. Um, but I would see Billa um, coming around all the time at Lance's house. Um, I would actually go watch Trio Logic. Um, I was singing a lot of hooks for a hip hop group at the time called Bin City. So I was trying to get around in the scene and just seeing what was going on. And yeah, I always thought Billa's flow was amazing and excellent, you know, and it's, it's interesting because uh, his writing represents New York, but it also has such a Chicago sound. Um, it, it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, that New York flow with that uh, just kind of Chicago um, musical thing. That's all I know what to say. It's just Chicago has this like, this sound sound that when you hear it you know right away it's kind of got that gospel mixed with jazz mixed with kind of a blues vibe and uh billa kind of encompasses all of that
0: i've always thought um and i can give you some examples but i've always thought that uh horns are an important part of the chicago sound too oh, absolutely! Um, which obviously you guys have plenty of um and it bands like liquid soul i and and i just I had to look them up while while I was uh, internet stalking you guys because I thought, man, they play every once in a while now. Are you guys familiar with them? Of
2: course. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Jay
0: Davis Trio. I still love that him. Yeah,
2: yeah. Trio used to play with the Jay Davis Trio all the time.
0: Yeah, okay. See, So I might have even seen you guys back then because I used to go see Jay Davis Trio all the time. For sure. Um, But yeah, there's something about... uh, horns in a band that I, that makes it a Chicago sound to me
2: um well absolutely. and it, sorry I didn't want to cut you off but to get back to your other question about how two people from different sides of the country kind of met up to make Chicago music well I just want to say to that is like we've been here so long that it is just kind of a part of us at this point and we can't we are Chicagoans we might well, not be native Chicagoans but at this point we're both Chicagoans you know but isn't
0: that, isn't that what Chicago is at its core anyway? <laughs> right. Uh, was. A bunch of people that came from other places.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's true. Midwest, Midwest Mecca.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Exactly. Um, I, We cut you off. Were you going to say something else, Shane?
1: Oh, no, he hit it. He hit it. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, um, like he said, we also being in the music scene, I think makes you super Chicago if you've done it for so long. Like, you know, I mean, when we first, when I first got here, I jumped right into the scene, playing so many different genres, playing in every neighborhood, on every part of town, running in every circle you can imagine from the jazz guys to the reggae guys, to the hip hop guys to the gospel guys. It's like, uh, that's the other thing about being in a horn band and being a horn player or a singer. It's like, uh, or a rapper. I mean, like you have, there's so many things in Chicago, so many different types of music that utilize horns. Right. That utilize rap in an interesting and cool way, which is one of the things I think makes Chicago separate Chicago from other cities. We use rap in a very in lots of many interesting ways. For sure. And I,
2: no, and I, I want to say I want to uh, build on what he just said, At just how there's so many different genres in Chicago, you know, blues, jazz, reggae, whatever. That, that also breaks down when you talk about the hip hop scene, depending on what side of the city you're on, you're going to get a different style of hip hop. You know what I mean? Like up north, you might get a little bit more backpack. On the south side, it might be a little bit more street. West side might be a little bit more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Crucial conflict, do or die stuff like that, which is his own style twister. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, south side you get Kanye and Common. You know, you might get. You know, on the north side you could get. I don't even know. You could, more backpack, I would say. So. Just as there's different styles of or completely different genres in Chicago, even those different genres break into subgenres. So you you're getting a full palette of just everything from everywhere. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, we got a great spoken word as well, you know, like it all breaks down to, so so many great like, you know, hip hop artists.
0: Well, artists feed off each other too. So I could see how that would create pockets of you know styles. Yeah. So, um, well, let's talk about the evolution of the Lowdown Brass Band. So this was this was a exclusively horn band and then kind of evolved into more of a hip hop thing. Um, When did you guys join? How did that kind of come about? I mean, I I know we touched on it briefly, but.
1: Sure. Um, Well, you know, like you said, you mentioned we were kind of like an all horn band at that time. We were just kind of paying tribute to the New Orleans brass bands. Uh, We were still writing our own original music, but it was done in that kind of New Orleans style. At some point, I think we collectively, there was no defining moment, but at some point uh, we realized, yo, we're not from New Orleans. And like there's, we love paying homage to those heroes, but like we have our own musical identity here in Chicago. And we wanted to kind of just embrace that Uh, Like I said earlier, playing in so many different genres, we felt like we had a lot to say and had a definitive sound that was very Chicago. Of course, bringing on Billa was like the biggest turning point for that um, embracing hip hop. Also just kind of starting to write songs that we basically one day me and Bia Billa were hanging out, having some drinks. And it was like, yo, we need to start making music that we can bump in the radio on the radio, in our car, ourselves. Like we would be excited to listen to ourselves on the radio in the car with a friend or whatever. And at at that time, our recordings, we were kind of trying to capture a live music sound and we hadn't really developed our recording sound in the studio yet. So I think once we made that decision, um, everything just started changing for the band. Um, The sound started developing. And still to this day, I still think we're still just touching the, scratching the surface of what we we are going to do and what we're going to be eventually.
2: My flaws when I'm rapping, mad but I'm laughing, my goal is to keep snapping, ask you the Lord something, I promise to keep the gift, told me to let him have it, I told him I wouldn't miss, that's, that's the problem, I'm probably seeing better, the point is to give him hell, a hell, the point of writing this letter, so if i worry, worried, there's something to keep me hungry, it's scary to even wonder we dreams of go to bury it. there ain't another, so sit and just take a number, making every moment matter, no matter, I didn't hurry, N- not your ordinary, just another happy, thinking if I rule the world, I would think the whole is steady, look at everything, I'm telling you,
3: Wave. Whoa, and the name,
0: cause the you know you guys are moving so fast now that <clears throat> i it it's hard to keep up, I mean, you put out a bunch of music, the pandemic didn't seem to slow you down, at least in terms of recording. Um, the, there's, I mean, how many albums have you put out in the last two years?
2: Two. Well, well, in the last, since the pandemic, we put out two albums in the last, like, I wanna say 15 months or so. actually, Actually, no. In June, it'll be a year since we released the full album of the mini reels, and then we released Lowdown Nights in January. So it's been two albums in in one year. Wake wake, wake up in the morning with a bucket list. This is that ambition that gets you rich. Woke up in the bands, did another lap. Told my son to go to Harvey, he ain't got a rap. Unapologetic, this is who I am. Marching down the block, sticking to the brand. We in demand, feeling like a man. Forty thousand in the stands. 40, Stick together like we sticking to, to the plan. Hit the booth. Winning this all truth. It's really quite overwhelming. Looking
1: to be honest, we're going into the studio next week to master the next album, um, which won't come out for a while. But, yeah, we've been we've been working real hard. And, and I know Bill might touch on this later, but the pandemic in some ways kind of it helped us. It actually gave us a lot of fuel and a lot of gas. You know, we had some members that that decided they wanted to go and do other things. And it just kind of it, it made everybody who stayed like really focused and uh, kind of streamlined the operation. And man, the band is moving at a fast pace right now. Not to mention, we made ten music videos in that time as well.
0: I did. I did want to mention that because your your music videos are awesome, and I'm in
1: one of them. You are actually twelve music videos we've made in that time. Man.
0: Um. What's the, What's the name of the What's the name of the video I'm in? Do, you, do you, I can't remember the.
1: Oh, it's called uh weed and boys. The one yes. night? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think I'm sitting in a bathroom in that
2: one. <laughs> uh that video is epic for sure.
0: People can look for that. That was a fun night.
2: If you're looking
3: for some potty came in a pie, well, hold up Hold up, weed them boys. If you're looking for that came here to get down. Well, hold up, hold up, we are boys.
1: If you're looking for somebody that came to get naughty, well, link up.
0: i've had a couple of fun nights with you guys at, at house parties uh sure. one of the one of the parties uh the next day after one of the parties at maggie's with you guys uh amy and i had to really take a good look at ourselves and the amount <laughs> that we drank that night <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's It could
1: happen. yeah it's that's Chicago. one thing about this about this band man we uh we're a good time <laughs> uh, it's on stage and off we we like to have a good time we like to party
0: um which i mean that's a perfect segue into summer camp I'll, I'll, although actually one one more thing i do want to talk to you about um so i mean you guys keep seemingly get to do bigger and better things all the time um i mean the list of things you've played all the jazz fests and stuff like that are is really impressive what's what's your biggest most or biggest or best show what's what's been the biggest thing that's come f- f- for you live music wise
1: i mean for me well i mean biggest show crowd wise ever was at montreal jazz festival um, and they said there was 39 to 40,000 people there all in this gigantic square that you know was people a sea of people as far as the eyes could see And that was a pretty amazing experience. I mean, we were playing our original music and, you know, crowd participation with hands up in the air, 40,000 people like doing what we're doing. It felt pretty amazing.
2: Just, just like this Since you've been gone
3: Since you've been, how you been? Guess I just had to look up to the people Make sure that these are the boys and their since, since you've been gone Since I've been here because there's nothing in the Since you've been gone Have some respect I've been myself But this doesn't easy to fit Since it goes to leave For of as a person with the rest about you and that piece a shit? That. See, even now, it's kind of like...
1: And recently we we opened up for bon jovi that was pretty awesome you know i don't know Billy. you want to talk about that
2: no i mean i'm pretty much i'm pretty much right there with you Montreal <laughs> jazz fest as far as the biggest as as uh, the amount of people and then bon jovi is the most um, like high profile i'll say and then i mean but okay so those are high profile and attendance wise but then there's also shows that are in little clubs that mean a lot, where you're like, everybody's up on their feet, it's sweaty, it's hot, it's going down, people mm-hmm. in the front row, packed to the back, just dancing, and that was in Vancouver right before the pandemic, I want to say about 2019, and we played at the Vancouver Jazz Fest in like a small club downstairs, and it was probably about 300 people in the whole club the whole night, but there was a revolving door as far as like, there was a line down the block to get into place. Oh, so- man. So those shows still mean a lot, even though there weren't 40,000, 30,000 people It's still the energy in the room was ridiculous. So, you know, it could go from a small club to the greatest thing in the world. Like it's just about the vibe of the night and I'm appreciative of all of you. I appreciate every level of it, you know?
0: Yeah. And and I've had that conversation many times over on this podcast about, you know, there's pluses to both there's pluses to the the club show where, you know, the, the walls are keeping the sound in and then there's pluses to a massive amount of fans. Like, like Shane said, all doing the same thing and feeling the same energy. I mean, and, and that, that will lead us into summer camp talk because that's more of the summer camp side is, is a massive group of people who, um, you know, are there for a lot of bands and open to all kinds of different music. So I'm, I'm excited to have you guys on this podcast just to, uh, push you out to as many people because you know when when you're there at summer camp it 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 just becomes like you know one of the bands it was an amazing talented band is playing a hundred feet from you and you're just like no I can't do it right now (laughs) (laughs) because it's four days straight of that and you can only take so much so I want to push as many guys to your show as possible now Shane have you actually played summer camp before with a different band
1: I have uh, with the spare parts. Spare parts. So yeah, I used to play with spare parts back in the day. It's kind of the front man for that band. We played a couple times. Man, I can't even tell you when that was. It was probably two thousand,
0: early two thousands,
1: six, seven, somewhere around there. You know. But yeah, it's been a while. Had a great time.
0: So it's Fair played there a couple times with you. So this will be maybe your third time
1: you've played camp? It'll be my third time, yeah. All right. So I'm excited.
0: Cool. Well, I know that we've uh we've we're getting close to our time here. Um uh, I do want to just say, oh, hey something I did notice that I'll tell you guys is I, I noticed that you guys are in Colorado for the beginning of summer camp. You'll be at the uh that Arise Festival and in Colorado? I think, and I'm, I'm not sure, I didn't ab- definitively check on this, but I think Sasquatch will also be at that festival and then at summer camp. So oh, wow. you should look for any Sasquatches on your plane. <laughs> I, d- yeah. I don't know how Sasquatches travel, but keep yeah. an eye out for them. <laughs> um, and uh, you have you just announced like eight dates in July. You got a tour coming up.
1: That's right. Yeah, we'll be up in the Pacific Northwest um, for a little bit. There, going to you know Seattle. We're going up to Victoria, which is a beautiful place up at British Columbia. We're playing a festival called the Constellation Festival in Squamish, which is a beautiful place as well.
0: Cool and uh, do division in Chicago, Aspen, Colorado in June. Both of those dates are June dates, so plenty of chances for people to check you guys out. Yeah, yep. right on.
1: Thanks again, Derek. Appreciate it, bro.
0: Yeah, Thanks. no problem. I have uh, one last request, mm-hmm. and um, I've I've been uh, for summer camp. I've been chasing the song "The Climb." and like i said earlier you guys have been moving so fast with so much new music i know you're doing a lot of music i don't want you to forget about you know the ones that are a couple years older i want to hear the climb that's that's my request Ooh. and i I, yep. I know it's a tall order it's a six minute song with some pretty hefty <laughs> horns and back to the end but
1: we'll see what we can do we'll, we'll see what we can do
0: all right dust that one off for me <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot for doing this. I really
2: appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks, man. Take care. See you at camp. Later. Best live i nations in the beam out the parking lot. Navigation, you either hit your mark or not. It ain't no state we go as far as fate go further than you think. I'll be bothered when it ain't so. Playing ignorant, I speak a little proper. Searching for higher ground, make rounds in the top. I work the night shift, playing solos. All the evidence is blatant in the photos. Some I act like they don't know, ain't no secrets on the low. All the talent, you can see it, it's clear as the front row. Settling for things that were given is not enough. Like Rocky at the top of the stage. Climbing up, climbing up. Mm-hmm.
0: Once again, my thanks to my friends from the Lowdown Brass Band. Catch them at 6 p.m. at the Illumination Stage. That's in the corner of the woods across from the GARV camping. Look for all the pretty lights in the trees. You'll find it. On to the Jam of the Week. Now, Lowdown hasn't played camp before, so I went looking for something with some horns in it. And while this is a far cry from the hip-hop brass band, I did... Fall in love with this 17 minute jam from Steady Flow at the campfire stage just last year. So here it is. Happy camping, y'all. Could y'all make some noise for my baby brother Tanner on the
3: guitar, y'all? So I'll say it again, it feels so goddamn
0: good to be back up here in front of you guys. Holy shit. Look at your beautiful faces.
3: us out there.